Good morning. Today is October the 26th, I think. Mm. Ooh, y'all, this retrograde has been so wonderful. Everything is being pulled away from me. Everything is being pulled away from me, y'all. The cosmos, you know how they say that? Everything is in the atmosphere, it's in the cosmos, it's in the patterns of the universe. I so believe it from all of my studies of the Bible and studying the astrology signs about the horoscopes and stuff. This is retrograde right now. All the planets are being pulled away from one another. You might notice there's a lot of conflict going on in the universe. That's the way the universe designed it for you. But don't fret because you know who you are. You know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the mind of the wonderful creator that placed you here. As well as you know that you're special, you're unique, you're individually made, you're more than a conqueror, and you're all these great things that you are. People don't understand God. That's why they don't understand you. Because God made you with his mind and his understanding. And until someone understands who they are, they'll never understand who you are. And they'll never understand who God is. And that's the sad part. You know, I've been having some personal issues in my own life, as you guys knew before I left social media. My dad, this world-renowned gospel singer, for 60 years, God gave my dad an anointing to travel all over the world, the freedom to do so, the financial means to do so. He let my dad go in homes all across the world and visit with different families who opened their doors to my father. My father ate at their tables. He laughed with them and their families. Nothing was off limits because my father went around the world telling the world how good God was and how gracious God was and how loving and kind and caring God was. I believe he even may have spoke of God not being a respecter of persons, which I sure hope that he did. I sure hope that he did, because he's not. I'm learning that in my dad's death. You know, when my dad died, I confessed. As a doctor, I wish I could have stuck a knife in my dad's chest while he was in that casket because of all the bad things that my dad did, and his heart even instructed him to do and not to do sometimes. But I just wished I could have stuck a knife in his chest because his wife didn't put him on any jewelry. It looks like she found the this, this suit that she had him on from the thrift store. There were barely any flowers around. No members of my stepmother's family even showed their faces in the service. Even though my father, I've heard in his death that my father paid off his stepmother's house so that their house would be paid for. Like my Auntie Chris was up there on that pulpit with them polka dots saying, even in death, Rich is still going to pay me my money he owed me. 
for fucking my daughter all these years. <laughs> oh, Lord, my family is a trip, Lord, and then they want to hide behind the word and get up there and be talking about what you see, what you do. God is this and God is that. But yet and still, God, they don't even believe in you because your grace is so wonderful and your mercy is so righteous. They don't even believe in you. But yet and still in my lifetime, God, you told me that you punished me twice for every sin that I have committed. You punished me twice for each sin that I committed. Then you told me that I had repaid you in full through dying twice and losing the blood of my body twice. And then you said, Cam, I'm going to bring you the money. I never thought you was going to bring it on a, a public stage, God. I wonder how much money is it and why are they going through so much just to steal it? And Liz said there wasn't a will at first standing around the pool of the hotel with all those people. Even the girl that we didn't even know that you sent God, you sent this lady there. You sent this lady there, God, to lit, to be a witness that wasn't a part of the family that none of us knows. You sent Miss Laquita there, God. And she heard out of her own mouth what Liz said around that pool that night, God. She heard it. So, God, you leave a paper trail everywhere you go. I don't understand why people lie. I still can't understand why did she even come to the hotel if she knew she had not good intentions in the first place because she didn't even let us spend the night in the house. His children had to find shelter outside of my dad's mansion. But the church people, the pastor who's gotten this influence over this woman and brainwashed this woman all these years, which I don't understand why, because her daughter was sleeping with the woman's husband all these years. It just doesn't make sense. And wouldn't she tell that woman that it would be no more for her? Well, that was so controlling because he made sure he controlled his women. You see how he ran that house, God. You see how he wouldn't let my sister go be with that boy until he watched everything that they did up there in that bedroom. You know my daddy as a peeping Tom, God. I can't wait for the days those doors get padlocked and all of my words came come true, God. And all the peepholes they find in the walls, God. Because my dad was known as a peeping Tom. My dad used to peep in people's windows. My grandmother, his mother, told me that my dad raped his sister Potty when I was in the third grade. And I believe my cousin Bim is my sister. There's a lot of evil that my father did. And I understand, God, that the hands that we live by, God, is the hands that we'll die by. I confess with my mouth, and I know that you've taught me that in my lifetime, that the hands that we as people live by are the hands that we die by, and that our dying day speaks the truth of who we were and who we are. I remember my cousin, Bruce Leverett, from Evans. Bruce had the biggest funeral I've ever seen in my life. His whole family took up the church, and all his friends and loved ones were on the outside of the church. Bruce was loved by all. My dad told me he was a 
righteous man, a good man. But then he also cried to me and said he was a monster. And the result and the end of his death, God, his funeral, is a representation of the life my daddy lived. I'm grateful for the true friends that he did have to send him at least a video, God. And I knew that Miss Shirley Caesar was one of my dad's good friends because when you told me to call daddy and tell daddy to call Joe and tell Joe that he love him, and if he didn't, it would have been on him. And you, he told me that Shirley Caesar had told him the very same words and that he knew it was true and that he knew it was from you, God. Because she had told him that God only made, not only made them singing partners, he made them brothers in life. I agree. I totally agree. My dad was the last man standing of all the rotten men that stood on that stage. And forgive me, ladies and gentlemen and children and spouses for calling your loved ones rotten. But I just believe in walking in the spirit of truth. Since my father has died, I've had women to come to me and tell me the things that they've done with my father. And I've had family members to tell me the things that they did with my father that they didn't did even desire to do, but it was forced upon them because a man forced their will upon them. My father's name was Richard. According to the English dictionary, Richard means strong ruler. And believe you me, anyone that will force their will on another is a strong ruler. But there came a day that that strong ruler got caught up in his mess. I remember asking my dad years, like years after they had been married and, you know, such and such. And my dad must have felt like, you know, he had paid all his debt to the universe for the bad man that he had been. And I do believe that this woman that my dad married did have a. I do think she had a bit of God in her. But I also think that because she is a woman and she is a Pisces, see, what y'all don't understand about my life is God got the glory in the end. And I must say, I don't believe that in my dad's lifetime he got punished for the things that he did wrong. I believe his children got punished, me and Carol, all the ones who called themselves my sisters and brothers, Denise, Adrian even called himself my brother, but now he thinks I'm schizophrenic because I tell the truth and I don't lie. He's a preacher on the pulpit, and this man has been up preaching ever since my father died on God's pulpit. My brother Adrian has been on a pulpit preaching the word of God, but he has an art. He has an art with his sister in the universe because he called me schizophrenic, and he called me bipolar, said it's real and all these other things, said the devil is using me against my father. But how can, the tr- how can the truth be the devil? So what my brother doesn't even realize that he's done, he's blasphemed against God trying to say things that are not true, which is sad because I told them, when my dad died, after Liz lied to me standing around that pool with them people and told me that my father did not have a will, this is what this woman said to me. She, was getting, she had came over because she had been avoiding us the whole time that we were there. She had been avoiding us. And... I don't know what made me ride by my father's house, and I'm so glad that I 
I was my dad's child because my dad, he used to drive the bus for the group when I was a little girl. And my dad always taught me to remember the landmarks and remember how to get back somewhere that if I ever got lost, I could find it again. And I'm so glad that when I got to Tyler, me and my son had a car and we decided to go for a ride and we rode by the house. I saw cars in the driveway and I know that there's a garage with multiple cars inside the garage. I know my father. And then I find out that my stepmother lied on COVID-19 and said the reason why his children couldn't come over was because of COVID-19. But that wasn't true. The truth was that my stepmother went out and found her a new life back home in North Carolina because my dad was getting old and he was getting feeble. And for some reason, my heart is telling me that my father was murdered. I've called the police station to let them know what I feel. I even asked for an autopsy on my father's body. And instead, when I get his death certificate, it says that he was cremated. And it was ordered to be done on July the 31st, which my dad passed on. Um, my, my dad passed away on um, July the 27th of 2020. The signed order for the cremation was signed, I believe it said, on July the 31st. So my father was supposed to be cremated. Um, I don't even know if that was my father lying there in the in the casket because he didn't look like him. But it could have been, and they could have done it afterwards because I talked to the lady at the, um, at the funeral home. I called her a few days ago, and I asked her, ma'am, can I ask you a question? I'm Richard Wallace's daughter of the Mighty Clouds of Joy. I'm his first daughter by marriage. I said, could you please tell me who ordered for my father to be cremated when my father had already had all of his funeral arrangements and stuff in set for him to be lying in state in a mausoleum in Augusta, Georgia, back in the 90s, is when he bought it because he called me and asked me, did I want one as well? And I understand that maybe that might have offended Liz because I'm not her child. But when you marry someone, you marry them for who they are. You have to love him and what comes from him, the good and the evil. And she already knew he was evil because I asked my dad maybe about, let me see, we went to his set on his 70th birthday. I had talked to my dad and my dad said, Cam, he said, I need your help with something. I said, what is it, daddy? He said, I got all these kids claiming to be my children. And you know, daddy got a thousand acres of land down there in Texas. He said, and daddy, um, got a will and I got insurance and all that. He said, listen, this is your inheritance. He said, are you sure these children are mine? I said, daddy, I can't tell you if the kids yours. The only pe- person that could tell you that if these children are yours is a DNA test, daddy. You will have to get these kids DNA and have it ran to see if these children are yours. Okay, so how how do I... How do I know that? How do you all know that that is true? Okay, well, how can you know it is true? Well, I didn't know it was true because when I went, 
I told my daddy what we would do. We devised the plan. I said, Daddy, we will have a birthday party because you're 70, 70 years old. So we will have a birthday party and invite all your children. When your children come to the birthday party, Daddy, you can then get their DNA or ask them for their DNA so that you can run a, a blood test to see if these children are truly yours so that you can have their name on the final documents because that's what I think is fair. So that was the plan that me and my dad did. We have evidence that we went to Florida. We have evidence of the children that came and evidence of the children that did not show up. So there was no DNA on those children performed because daddy said that he believed that the children that showed up was his and the ones that did not show up was not his. So we left that alone. We keep on going in life. Daddy ends up, um, Daddy ends up calling me because he's no longer working with the group, the Mighty Clouds of Joy anymore. So Daddy calls me. He says, Cam, Daddy has saved up over the years for my retirement, he said, but I didn't expect to leave the group so early. He said, and Daddy is chipping away into his savings. He said, you know, I got a thousand acres of land down there in Texas. And he said, you, you think I should sell some land? I said, Daddy, when you have land, you have life. I said, you should never sell a land because land is, is, that wouldn't be a good business move as a businessman. I said, as a businessman, you want to keep your land and lease your land. So my daddy followed my advice. Two years ago, I get an unexpected amount of money from my father calling me saying, baby, go to Walmart. Daddy put you some money at Walmart. But he didn't give me an explanation of why he put the money at Walmart. So now... Fast forwarding to around the pool when my stepmother came after she lied to me, all the front we were sitting around in the front. She had lied to me a few times that Holy Spirit um, nudged my spirit on. And I'm asking the Holy Spirit why as I'm listening to it, then I had to remind her and touch this woman on her leg and ask her, do you not remember me and my granddaughter came and stayed with you for a whole two weeks? You even offered me to live with you. You ain't have no boxes packed up, and that's why I can't come to your house, because you and Richard ain't never unpacked your boxes. My dad was immaculate. My dad didn't like the doggone drains to be. Oh, my dad had OCD to the nines. You telling me you done lived in this Texas house all these years with your box? Girl, you lying. You lying. So the Holy Spirit say, Cam, your dad taught you how to go places. Go back to where your daddy told you he lived. I went back to my daddy's address and seen them cars parked in that yard and found out that all of my uncle's church people was up in that house with their spouses and their children. And COVID-19 was not an issue for people coming from the Bahamas and Georgia, which were the, was the hot spots. I was coming from Nevada, which was not a hot spot. Okay, so my thing is she done lied on COVID-19. This lady has put so many lies in the atmosphere since my father has passed away. And I'm sitting back counting on the word of God once again in my life to reign true. But this time God said, baby, this is a battle that you do not have to fight. So I have totally and humbly humbled myself in the hands of God and I am being led by God to do and say everything that I am being led to say because the word is truth and the word does not lie and when that lady came around the back of that pool and when she tried to hurry up and leave and I said Liz wait a minute and I quote I have never lost a mother nor my father 
and daddy had always told me that I had an inheritance. Do I come back for the reading of my father's will? She touched that doggone face mask yet again as she went to tell her lie and tugged on it. She looked at me. She looked around at all of us standing out there. And then she looked over at my sister and then she looked back at me and she said, uh, read another will. It ain't no will. It ain't no will. What you mean read another will? I said, what you mean it ain't no will? She said, your father died without a will, Cam. I said, my father died without a will, Liz. That don't even make sense. I said, my father was always about his business. The whole funeral service, they speak, spoke about my dad being about the mighty clouds of joy business. So why would he leave his own business untouched? Why would my dad leave his house packed up and live on top of all them boxes all them years when my daddy moved in the house and all the furniture was already in place and he bought everything the way it was? My words a documented life. I have no reason to lie about anything. And I have no reason to fight a battle of something that I've never attained. And I don't even know what it is y'all fighting for and why y'all telling all these lies. But y'all know. Y'all know the amount of the policies. Y'all know everything. And it's all right. I don't have to know because what don't, I don't know can't hurt me. That's why I have no sorrow. I have no agony. I have no sense of defeat. All I'm doing is breathing because my social security number, my social security number has the evidence of who I am. And my name is Kamala Wallace. And to God and this universe, that will never change. So I don't know what y'all fighting for. Because I always said my daddy's money was my daddy's money. And as y'all are a living witness, when I got money and my dad and y'all didn't have money and Liz had to now get up and go get a job and she couldn't lay down anymore, that she had to turn around and take care of him at his dying days. And then you turn around and you did to him the same thing that he did to you because you now had Stockholm Syndrome because you stayed in the situation too long. You stayed too long. You stayed in the situation too long. You stayed and you became a victim. So you had a victim mentality. So your thing was when you get to the point where you can't do for yourself and you really, really need me. See, there's stories like that in the Bible where you really, really need me. That's what I'm going to do you in. And I'm going to take everything right out from under you. That's what the thief did. The thief hung next to Jesus on the cross. And so did the murderer. So the murderer and the thief, you still got a place in the kingdom. You just ain't got the top level flow in the kingdom. And God will forgive you for everything that you did because, see, God wrote it in the script for you to do it. See, my mother was the first Pisces woman, light-skinned, long hair, beautiful, brownish blue eyes. And when my dad saw her, he fell in love with her. She was 14 years old. He fell in love with my mother. And he tried to emulate her in every other woman that he found. And then God gave him a second chance to get it right. This is what I told my father during his living stages of his life. I said, Daddy, don't be a fool when God blessed you with a beautiful wife and another beautiful daughter at the time. You didn't have the little boy, RJ, whom I heard that that might be your brother's child. Now, there's some real incest going on up in here. Oh, Lord. I wonder did daddy sleep with my sister's husband, too. Well, diary, I have to ask you all these things because 
You're the only way I record all of my knowledge and all the things that I know. Hmm. I thank God that today the freedom of speech still exists. And I thank God today that you always have a paper trail. God always has a paper trail. I thank you, God, that the Bible says that the Holy Spirit comes to lead and guide us into all truth. I thank you that when I asked you, where's my father's children at, at, I thank you that you told me we were in the lake of fire and the only thing that was done for God will last. I thank you that I'm sitting down in quarantine, resting my feet on your foundation of the earth, God. And I thank you that I'm able to speak these words and put out into the atmosphere what is going on behind closed doors. You have totally allowed this woman, the second Pisces woman, to be the vengeful woman. Thank you that my mother was not. Thank you that my mother to this day still walks in love. And I'm sorry that my father didn't get his wishes to be buried closer to where my mother is or where I will be buried because I know that my dad paid for the mausoleum at Hillcrest Memorial because he called me and asked me that I want one. Just like that funeral home person did, there's a paper trail. Even if she calls right now and tell them, don't say nothing to me like she did the royalty attorney, she didn't now produce the will after telling all of us around that pool that my dad died without a will and that she spent all of it on that little $500 funeral that she had with them five flowers that somebody sent to her and that suit she got from the Salvation Army. Y'all should have seen my daddy. The knife that I was wanting to stick in his chest because of all the evil that he has done as a surgeon was way more beautiful than that suit and more expensive. It at least would have let him have some kind of value in his death. At least when he got down in wherever he was going, the knife, the surgeon could have opened him up and at least tried to fix his body so he can get another chance to walk in the earth. But they done burnt the man. No wonder my sisters keep saying, Daddy, keep talking to me. Denise talking about stuff, keep knocking around and her son like, Mama, what is the fuck is going on? And why is all this stuff? Well, he ain't say fuck, but her son said, what's going on? What's going on? Why does stuff keep happening? And she said, my daddy keep talking to me. My daddy is not at rest. And I believe my sister. My sister was very close with him. And I do believe that Denise Wallace Lincoln is my sister. She's been my sister since I was a baby. She was at our house when I was a little baby in my mother's womb. She had me to remember a memory that I didn't even remember. When I was a baby, my vagina was sealed. I'm going to tell y'all something that's going to gross y'all out because when I discovered it after she told me when my dad died, it grossed me out. But when I was a baby, I was born with a veil over my face and I was born with my vagina sealed. No man was never supposed to touch me. But my sister asked me when my dad died, do I remember who found that I had worms in my diaper when I was a baby? And I told her that my grandmother, my mother discovered that I had worms, but that was the second time I had worms. That was when I was five years old. My sister told me that I had worms when I was a baby as well. She said I was no more than 24 months old and that my dad had discovered the the worms in my diaper. All I'm gonna say is My vagina was sealed and he couldn't get in there. Was my dad penetrating me from another place and gave me worms when I was a baby? Because I heard that they say old men give babies worms. But I do want to thank God for whatever he did to cover me. 
and for whatever God did to seal me because he knew who he had placed me in the hands of. Even though I got broken, my son reminds me, Mama, even in China, when they break a a dish, they put it back together with gold and it becomes even more precious. Father, I have been broken by the people that you have placed in authority over my life. I've been broken by my father and my father taught my stepmother and the people on that side of the family how to treat me and how to break me. So Father, thank you for the break, the being broken again. You had already put me back together with gold and platinum and you already cut me into a diamond. And now they're trying to break me. But I must admit, diamonds are unbreakable because they have already endured all the pressure. I send a prayer out to the universe that my voice is recording because the voice print that I speak is the only evidence that cannot be stolen from me. So I send out into your universe. I send love. I send laughter. I send grace, grace, mercy, peace, goodness, and I send the gift of the Holy Spirit to visit everyone whose last name is Chambers, Wallace, Monroe, Jones, or any other person connected to my lineage on my father's side of the family. I pray that the Holy Spirit illuminates the character that you have shown in God's earth up until now. Welcome to God's perfect vision as Kamala Lachey Wallace presents it to the earth as diary of the mouth. And may you reap everything that you have sown one million fold. Good morning, diary. How are you today? I pray that your day is so awesome. I pray that you have miracles to happen today. Hey, it's Sunday. Why not? What is a miracle? A miracle is one moment of God's attention. Just one moment of God's attention is what a miracle is. So tell me, out of all his children in the earth, what makes you special to him today? How can you get a miracle today? What constitutes a miracle for you? And is it possible? Well, today, diary, let's talk about not hiding behind the clouds anymore. Well, I'm going to be telling you guys a true story, as always, about my life because nobody else's life is as good as mine, (laughs) so I think. But anyways, here we go. This will be called No More Hiding Behind the Clouds. I should have said Surviving Richard, but since Surviving R. Kelly, which R is Richard, you get the hint. No more hiding behind the clouds. When I was 18 years old, I graduated high school like everybody else. 
and I met this young girl who was probably 15 or 16, maybe 14, 13. I'm not sure. She's very tall. But um, I met this little girl one day when I stopped by my dad's house. There was a little girl locked in my former bedroom in my dad's house. So I asked my father who this little girl was and why was she at his house? And he said that he was waiting for her to turn 18 years old so that he can marry her. She was going to be his wife. <laughs> and I laughed and I said, Daddy, where did you get the little girl from? Comes to find out she was from North Carolina. So I told my dad at that time, I said, Daddy, don't be crazy. You're professional, you're famous, and you got a little girl locked in your room. Make sure you get a prenuptial agreement, Daddy. Make sure you have this little girl to sign a prenuptial agreement, Daddy. And I went on about my business and I left that little girl locked in that room. And here's why. At 18 years old, I decided to leave that little girl locked in that room. I left that little girl locked in that room because I knew one day she would become a woman and be able to make her own decisions for herself. Because at 16 years old, I had enough sense, common sense, self-care and decency not to marry a man that was more than almost 40 years my senior. And then that led me on a lifelong journey to understand my father and the decision that he made to mess with that little girl. Well, now today at 52 years old, I see the whole plan. I see how God had it planned. I see the whole picture. Whenever you base anything on a lie, it all end in a lie. So over the years of me having the relationship with my father and this girl who's now my stepmother, over the years I watched, I recorded, I asked questions. I told people things so that I would also have a verbal record of things. I documented lies and I documented the truth. Well, one day my daddy came to see me and I said, Daddy, I said, I love love stories. And you know, I've never been married, Daddy, which is true, both. I love love stories and I've never been married. I said, Daddy, can you tell me the story of how you met your wife? And I guess Daddy forgot about the little girl he left locked in the bedroom. <laughs> Elizabeth Chambers, my stepmother, the Pisces woman like myself who always has a smile on her face. No matter the contentment of her heart, she is able to smile beneath it all. Because, see, that, that is what God calls a gift, is to be able to smile through it all. But behind closed doors, that same little girl 
Pisces I speak of. That same little girl cannot keep the smile when there's no one around. I know that little girl, Pisces. Let's talk about that little girl, Pisces. Not Mrs. Chambers, because she no longer exists. But some kind of way, Mrs. Chambers found her name on my father's death certificate as his surviving spouse. But yet and still, the informant who informed the police or informed the government or informed the health department or whoever they're supposed to inform, that person's name changed to Elizabeth Wallace, dash spouse. Somebody is guiding this lady and I know exactly who it is. Somebody is guiding this lady into telling these lies and playing these games. And after I had asked for my father to have an autopsy because I believed in flower play, they decided to cremate my father. Who decided to cremate my father? The people who hated him. Let's talk about my story with my dad when he died. On social media, there is a video of me expressing I wished that I could get a do-over so that I can go back to the funeral and stick a knife through my father's heart. Why did I say that? Well, in my lifetime on more videos, I have confessed that God has called me Image Therapy LLC and God himself has told me that I am a doctor and doctors use knives or scalpels or sharp instruments to do the things that they need to do in the universe. Doctors cut open hearts every single day so I wished I could get a do-over and have stuck a knife in my father's heart in the casket because I loved him enough to believe that there was hope that someone beyond our reach would be able to physically take that knife and cut open my father's heart and find that one little flaw named Richard strong ruler according to the dictionary english standards richard is a strong ruler i wished that i could get a do-over to stick a knife in my father's heart to send him into his mausoleum that he bought when i was living at 1804 belmont avenue one day my dad called me and he says baby daddy's gonna go and buy a mausoleum so that I could be laid at rest when I pass away. Then he said, would you like a mausoleum? I said, Daddy, if you want to get me a mausoleum, you can get me a mausoleum. But it doesn't matter to me. I'll be dead and I won't know. So let's talk about that. My daddy bought that mausoleum, y'all. When I found out my daddy died, thank God I have a recording. Thank God I have have a uh, uh, Messages that I've saved. Thank God I've recorded my father. Thank God I still have text messages from my family and my friends. Those are called receipts, y'all. Because people lie in the earth. 
they're conniving in the earth. They're sneaky in the earth. Remember I talked to y'all about a prenuptial agreement. My sister witnessed the prenuptial agreement because I wasn't there that day. So present at the prenuptial agreement was two deceased people, which was my father, who signed the prenuptial agreement. My uncle, Lee O'Daniel William Wallace, who signed the prenuptial agreement. Christina Wallace Monroe, who signed the prenuptial agreement. Elizabeth Chambers Wallace was there and signed the prenuptial agreement. And the witness was my sister Carol Smith from North Carolina, who signed and witnessed the prenuptial agreement. I had peace in my heart because I knew that God let my father follow my instructions as getting the girl to sign a prenuptial agreement. And my sister Carol said that she said these words out of her mouth at the signing of the prenuptial agreement. She said that Elizabeth Chambers said, I came in this with nothing and I don't mind leaving with nothing because I truly do love you. Those were the words that my sister said to me that Elizabeth Chambers said that day. But my father passes away on January the 27th of 2020. And I get a phone call stating from Elizabeth that my father died. And I asked her what was she gonna do? And she said they were gonna have a service. This is what she said to me. She said they were gonna have a service, but it was okay if I can't come because I understand that everyone is afraid of COVID. I said, oh, I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm not, I wouldn't dare miss my father's funeral. I will be there. So she tried to schedule the funeral three days after my father passed away. And my older two sisters had problems with that. They felt as if she wasn't giving his family nor friends time to get there. My dad passed away on July the 27th, 2020. On July the 20, on July the 31st, 2020 the state agreed that she could cremate my father. After she knows that my father bought a mausoleum in Augusta, Georgia to be buried in the place that he felt like he could rest at. Well, today looking at this situation, I see the picture very, very clearly. I see the picture very clearly. <laughs> So I say to my dad, Dad, how did you meet your wife? I just love love stories. My father said, baby, if daddy tell you, would you not think bad of daddy? And I said, you're my father. I said, I am you and you are me. I said, you're my dad and I should never think bad of you because you are who you are. He said, baby, I met her when she was 24 months old. He said, I stopped by to visit her parents that day. We had dinner, we laughed and we talked and it came a moment in that day when the baby needed to be changed. Her diaper needed to be changed. And they asked me, would I like to change her diaper? This is what my father spoke to me out of his mouth. He said, and Cam, I changed the baby's diaper that day and I immediately 
fell in love with her. And as my dad's daughter, I must have been, at this time of my life, I must have been, let me see, I'm 52 now. I was in my 40s when I had this conversation with my father. My early 40s. And I said to myself, wow, her pussy must have been the most prettiest pussy in the world for him to fall in love with a baby after changing her diaper. And my dad said that he went back and took the baby to the parents and pledged to marry her when she became of age. Well, there's a timeline of all the molestation and the rape that this woman has had in her life. And I have living witnesses to back everything that I say because I don't believe in telling lies because it gives God no glory. See, I'm not in the church like my stepmother and my father and my daddy's preacher, Christine Wallace Monroe. We're not in the church like them. So I don't believe in lying because I really do believe in God. Once I believed in God enough, he took me out of the church and he started teaching me my own way and teaching me his way. And to this day, I don't believe that lying will get you nowhere, but either dead or somewhere six feet under or somewhere sitting in a prison cell. I don't believe in doing wrong because it takes a minute to do right and a minute to do wrong, no matter who's looking at you. Even if no one is in the room with you and you have an opportunity to do right, or to do wrong. I believe that doing right will always lead you to where you need to go in a higher level of thinking. But doing wrong can also get you where you wanna go in a higher level of thinking. But doing what is obedient to what we know that is the word of truth that we have all been raised and programmed with. Everybody has a truth, whether you believe in a God or whether you don't. Every man, woman, boy and girl has a truth. And the thing that you have lived by and then in the final days, you decide to turn off the path that you have walked on and smiled on for all these years because you are being manipulated. And you can't think for yourself because you, all these years you've been wondering, how will it end? How will I do it? And now that it's done, you sit here and my sister call you. After two days before she called you, you said, that you still hadn't taken my dad's body to lie it in the mausoleum. Because you have no body when you cremated him. No matter what kind of monster my father was, he was a child of God, just like you are a child of God. Would you want someone to dishonor your body like that when you die, knowing your will? And to tell my sister it's none of her business and that was her father that he said and she said and their mother said that that was their father. And everything else, you sent us text message asking us, did we have anything to say? But now you say, fuck what we have to say. Well, let me tell you something. I confessed on social media in front of my friends that were waiting, which it took me two and a half weeks to delete all the people who had requested to be my friend over the last two years. And it took me two weeks to delete the friends that I had 
which were about 5,000. And then I had followers in the amount of over 1,500. And now it says I got over 683 people waiting still as friends that I can't even delete because right now they're not on their pages and they're not activated. God gave me a host of witnesses when I spoke after my father's death and before my father's death. And the things that I said about my stepmother like this, I love her because my father chose her and God anointed it. That's what I said. I said, and no man, woman, boy, or girl in this earth better come against my father's final wishes or my final thoughts. And that includes me. Because I loved her. Because she told me she loved my father. But she lied again. After all these years, I believe that to be true. Because she smiled so eloquently. And I believed what I saw. Even over the text messages of telling me her love for my father, her actions proved different. I only believe in judging a man the way that God has taught me to judge a man. And that is in spirit and that is in truth. How do I judge a man in spirit and truth? Well, I would like to now stop and thank God for the videos that I made around October of 2019. I was on a video talking about love and being in love and getting married and all of these great, wonderful things I was trying to experience for my own life. And in the process of me talking about those things, God mentioned three words from my mouth that I was not thinking about. My mind was not on those words, but my mouth spoke these three words. And God began to teach us about these three words that came from my mouth. The first word was called comprehension. The second word was called discernment. And the third word said equal truth. So I said out loud on the video, I said, God, what do you mean comprehension, discernment? equals truth. Well, as President Donald Trump has elected Amy to be a righteous judge on our court circuit, I, as a righteous judge in the spirit, in the soul, and in the body that I live in, as a righteous judge, I agree everything I heard her say out of her mouth when she sat in front of the Congress and was questioned. As a righteous judge, you have to take yourself out of the context because it's not about you. So God was teaching us in October of 2019, which is my receipts, comprehension, discernment equals thy truth. Well, let's look at this because there's so many lies being told since my father has died. Everything from in front of witnesses, in front of the hotel, that I have never unpacked my boxes since Richard and I moved into the house. 
That's why I didn't allow you guys to come over to the house. First it was COVID and now she didn't unpack her boxes. Well, knowing my father, like I know my father, I said to myself, Lord, why is she lying on my father when she knows that my father pretty much is OCD-ish? My father is so OCD-ish is that he has trash cans in his kitchen that you cannot put trash in. You have to use disposable grocery bags. His, his kitchen counters and everything has to be immaculately put back together once you're finished using it. And you cannot even leave the drain unstopped because something like a spider might crawl up the drain. And my daddy is also a little punk bitch. So he doesn't like the bugs crawling through the drain because he knows how creepy they are. Love you, daddy. But I told you when you died that I was going to speak the truth because girl Hush has been quiet just a little too long. So, daddy, I must speak the truth because the truth shall set you free because you keep coming to Denise and Carol telling them things about Liz. So, obviously, you and her were not on the same accord at the end of your days because she felt that you might have been now old and feeble and now that she could make her move to take advantage of you, Daddy. So now you're running to your daughters in your unrest for all the weary that you've done in God's green earth. You have found no place to call home. So you're now out in Legion Field calling and asking for those that live to have help for you, Daddy. Well, when you die, Daddy, I asked God. I said, God, what does that mean for Richard C. that he left behind? God said, you all are in the lake of fire. Now, I had a brother, your child, that you said was your child, Adrian. You said he was your son because he came to your seventh birthday party. And you said that the people that were there, you believed that they were your children. I was there. Adrian was there. Antoinetta was there. Richard R.J. Jr. was there. Elizabeth Antoinetta Wallace was your wife was there and you were there with my children and Adrian's children and the people who were not there you said Cam I don't believe that anyone that is outside of here is my child and when I die I need to know this because Cam you have an inheritance and you will have to split your money with these children that is what my father said when we went to Florida, Tampa, Florida, Orlando, Florida, for my father's seventh birthday party. I called all of the kids that he had given me names for. And my dad said, Cam, get them here so I can find out. I need their DNA. We had devised this whole great gathering for them to come. I called to New York and asked for the Christian boy to come or Christopher, whoever Liz said my brother was. I call for Denise to come. I call for Carol to come. I call for all of my father's children to come. I was the executor of doing everything that my father told me to do. Why? Because I was this child born out of the first marriage that he had. My father trusted me so much that he loved Texas enough because that's where he was born. So he tried to buy up Texas. So there was a lady 
down by Palestine, Texas, when my dad dated his girlfriend in Texas that sold him 1,000 acres of land for two, around $250 an acre. My dad bought every acre from that lady. Every acre my dad bought from that lady. Once my dad left the Palestine area, he started frequenting Dallas, Texas, where he had another family and another home in Dallas, Texas. Follow my receipts, baby, and it'll lead you through this rabbit trail of life. I pray that someone gets these videos and these, these videos that I'm talking about and this podcast that I'm speaking on to you so that you can make your next move, baby, because the paper trails have to be documented. They have to be signed and they have to be filed to be legal. Get this paper trail, baby. So that you won't be ending up in prison because you've already been in prison for over 40 years of your life. It's called walking in the wilderness in the Bible. You better go back to the story of Moses and Pharaoh. Let my people go. Pharaoh is now gone, baby. The strong ruler called Richard is now gone. And now you got another strong ruler guiding you to end up in prison. You better stop and think for yourself. Diary, thank you for allowing me to use you to record my truth. Diary, thank you for allowing me to speak these words as a receipt in God's universe. Because everything that we do in this universe, everything that we imagine, we can do it. And everything that we think of, we can do it. And everything that we put action to, we can do it. So keep going. Keep going at the rate that you're going because what you're doing is called thievery. Let's talk about the thief. Well, the thief says to be the one that comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. The thief hung next to Jesus Christ on the cross that day back on Calvary, according to the Holy Scriptures. The book that you will be placing your hand on when we go to court and stand before a righteous judge that God has placed in this earth. Like Judge Amy, who knows to take themselves out of the equation and make a righteous judge, meant based on comprehension, discernment equals truth. God raised me up and said to me when I moved to Las Vegas, Nevada, on March the 10th, record accordingly to this receipt, again, videos, personal experiences, and the church has videos as well. God spoke a prophetic word over my life that said, the children's bread, which means money, has been healed because of you. So that means not a thief in the world, not a murderer. Hmm, I asked for an autopsy on my dad's body because I believed in foul play. How did I get that? Well, I came to the funeral and I was told to go straight to the service. I went to the service. When it was time for us to line up, Elizabeth appeared out of nowhere as soon as it was time to go into the church. So all we had time to do was have a hug. Thank you, God. Spirit first. 
No words, just spirit first. Try the spirit by the spirit. Thank you, God, for comprehension and training me up the way that I shall go, that I will not depart from your words. So my sister can understand what it really means to be humble because Carol does not know me. So let her let me teach her about me. I know that I am spirit, soul, then body, not body, soul, then spirit. I am spirit first. So Elizabeth arranged or you, God, maybe had Christine to arrange since she hears from you so much. Alpha. Maybe you had Christine or, or, or one of the doctors of divinity. These fake people, Lord, please, please, Father, stop being mocked because you do not operate like that. And I've tried to show them when you sent me to that church down there in Wrens and you had that preacher to come off that pulpit and say, see this woman right here. When she opens her mouth, all of heaven hears her. Why does heaven hear me? Because you said, God, when I was reading the Bible and you said, study to show yourself approved. In that book, you know what you also said? You also said that when I remember you, you'll remember me. And in all things I do, I try to remember you because you're the only reason why I live. You're the only reason why I breathe. You're the only reason why my blood flows through my veins. I have nothing that you haven't given me and I have nothing that I aim to attain that I haven't given life for God. So I have no reason to be a thief that cometh to kill, to steal and destroy. I have no reason to be associated with the thief as a murderer to kill, to steal or to destroy someone else's life. I didn't put Elizabeth in this position. Her mother and father did when she was 24 months old. Her mother has gotten everything that she wanted. Her house got paid off, I heard couple of days ago, someone called me and said that my father paid off her Elizabeth's parents' house when Elizabeth's mother got sick. My dad paid off their house. Well, I don't know how true that is because my dad told me that back in, let me think, Father. I had my house in 2004. Around 2000, between 2010 and 2013, my father had financial problems of his own. And my father called me again, yet again, for professional advice. If anyone can call, follow the records between two, th I'm going to say 2000. I was in the house at 2010 is when I think it started between 2000 and between 2010 to 2013. My dad called me. He was having financial difficulties. And he says, Cam, I haven't been working like I used to work, and I'm starting to nip too much into my financial savings. I know that I have a thousand acres of land down here in, in, in Texas, and I can go ahead and, and sell it to get me some money. I said, well, Daddy, that wouldn't be a wise business move to sell the land. Okay, I told him back, back then. He said, what other advice? I said, well, Daddy, right now, I decided to let my things go because I'm tired and I need to take a break. I said, and I was going to do a, let them do a foreclosure on me. I said, but there's something that the bank calls a short sale. Or you may be able to have equity in your home because my dad told me that when he bought his house, he had over $100,000 of equity in his home. I said, and with you being older and not working, you can go out and do what they call a reverse mortgage.
So push came to shove. My dad ended up calling me and telling me he had, he had dealt with the banks and the banks were trying to help him, you know, get his home refinanced or get his home, uh, the reverse mortgage and all these things that they were trying um, to help my father keep his home because he had so much equity in his home. Well, push still came to shove. It came a time to where my stepmother, like I said, who has never worked a day in her life, was in, locked up in that room ever since I know she was a little girl. And I have witnesses of her mother and father bringing her to separate concerts so that my dad can have sex with her while he was on the road when she was under 16. Her mother and father had approved her, him to be sleeping with this girl. I guess because maybe after he changed her diaper that day and he gave them back to her, they realized that she no longer had what she had before he changed her diaper. And that father and that brother who y'all seen on the road with them, that's why they was on the road with them, because they was guarding my father and making sure my daddy ended up marrying that girl. It's a, it's a whole bunch of, 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 of bribery here. It's a whole bunch of thievery here. It's a whole bunch of stuff that you all in the world do not know that has been going on behind closed doors. I was trying two years ago to put this all in a movie like Empire, but tell the truth about the gospel industry and how nasty these men out here are. Do you know that before these people have these concerts, these men that are singing, they stand out front and they pick which little girls they're going to have that night at the hotel. And they give their parents some money up front to bring these little girls to the hotels so that they can have orgies and sleep with these kids. This is the gospel energy. They're out here talking about God. It's the same as the doggone Catholic church has done with these little boys and these little girls. Have mocked. God has mocked the word of God, the word that we call a holy Bible, the word that we call the Quran, the word that we call the Zohar and the Torah. They have mocked the scriptures in life and God isn't pleased. And I pray, pray to God that y'all could see that 2020 is showing y'all God's perfect vision at hand. I pray to God that y'all could see these things. Comprehend discern what is in front of you and then God said you will have the truth so let's keep breaking this thing down God this is my life I'm talking about in this diary this is my diary I'm speaking my truth so my dad ends up she has to go get a job now and support the family because she's his wife so now She's out working and the first job that she goes and gets, she gets to be a management, a manager in a position, which is such a blessing and anointing. That's what I told them. I told my dad and I told her, you know, what a blessing it was, so forth and so on, which it was because now my dad has help because all these years he's been like she told me standing around the pool in front of all the people when she told me my dad did not have a will. But now she's produced a will. OK, so standing around the, the pool with. The person who I didn't know, I had just met a few minutes before she came. I don't know if this, if my stepmother put this girl to befriend me and do this stuff, but there's a video on that too. So go back and look at it because I took a video that night. Well, anyways, standing around the pool, 
my stepmother tells me that my father doesn't have a will and that he didn't have any money and that she had spent everything and that she was now finna have to live below her means. She's only going to have to live below her means if the if the courts can find the um, prenuptial agreement because the prenuptial agreement was said that she was supposed to go and um, go out of the marriage the way she came in it. So standing around the pool, she looks at us and grabs that face mask again and says, uh, uh, I said, excuse me, Liz, before you leave, because I know you keep trying to leave. She had been there about maybe a good 10, 15 minutes because she had been avoiding me again. She she came at the funeral. She came and she hugged me. So we had no words. Well, I did. I had words with her. She didn't have any words with me. When she first hugged me, her heart kicked me three times. Boom, boom, boom. I said, well, Lord, what this woman guilty of? I pulled her back from me and I looked her in her eyes, which is the wonder of the soul. And I said, give it to me, Liz. Give it to me. And I held her even tighter the next time. And she weeped and her heart kept kicking me and kicking me and kicking me. I said, oh, Lord, what has she done? What is she guilty of, God? Lord, her heart is speaking to me, Father. And at that moment, I let her go and I started watching everybody and everything. The apostle stood on the stage, which is I'm calling the stage because it's not a pulpit because apostles go on pulpits. So this apostle stood on the stage that she had planned because they think they're such wonderful producers. But let's look at this. The apostle who is her pastor and my father's pastor who stood on the stage and confessed nothing about how generous my father was. And even in his death, she'll still be getting that money coming to her church. Well, I, I, like I said, that's a boss ass move because he has been fucking your daughter ever since she was a baby too. So that is a boss ass move. But in death, that's called an inheritance. That's not called bribery money, ma'am. I don't mean no harm to you, but an inheritance is different than stealing something from someone. An inheritance is different than bribery. An inheritance is different from the sins of my father. Period. Well, I know I'm skipping all over the place, but I'm trying to paint a picture for y'all so y'all can see this and y'all can go back and tell her so she can know. I'm putting, I got my receipts, baby, and I got a record trail following me. And if anything that she tries to do illegally, the government will pick up on it. I ain't worried about nothing. See, I can't cry over spilt milk. That's also in the, in the recording at the church from March the 3rd. I'll find out the name of the church. One, oh, it was called, thank you, God. It was called Dunamis Power. That was the name. Dunamis. Come on, Pastor. Pastor Christine. Christine. I know you're listening to me, you and Christine, LaVita, Lithia, Joseph, Elizabeth Antoinette, RJ, Richard, Adrian. I know y'all finding me and listening to me. I speak life and I speak the truth from what I comprehend and discern. That equals my truth. So on the pulpit, we have a video that they put all out there for all these witnesses now to see. And maybe they're going to delete it because I've been posting it on my page several times. And I've been commenting and putting this truth out there so that the world can know what's going on behind closed doors. So that people can start whispering like they always do. And so that people can start saying, hmm, let me tell you my story. And now all these stories are going to come out. So when I go to court... I'll be able to prosecute these people the way that they should be prosecuted because they should have remembered the first time they messed with me. 
when they came after my daughter and Christine tried to sell my daughter at her church to some doggone man to save her church. And that man went behind her back and told my daughter. And that man came up to me at church after all of this had went on, before I had no clue. And this man picked me out of a crowd and walked up to me and not ever seen me a day in his life and said, when I open my mouth, all of heaven hears me. I know because I don't have to lie. The word in the book of John chapter one says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and it was made flesh and it dwelt among us, but nobody comprehended it as the light of truth. So y'all killed it. But that doesn't mean it wasn't who it was. Same thing as the Ninth Amendment in the Constitution. Period. It doesn't mean that it wasn't because you, doesn't, you don't know about it. Somebody has to, to be able to guide you to truth. And when you get the truth, you'll always be set free. Some people have to get the truth to lock people up. Yeah, I'm asking God for that. I'm asking God for these people this time, for all of the evil that they have done in the name of God. Because God said that he will not be mocked. He gives us an opportunity to learn from our lessons. My father should have learned. God gave my father 60 years, 60 years on the stage of life to tell the world about how good God was. But then after you tell them how good God is, you have to live your life and show them how good God is. People say that I don't love God because I cursed. Because one word comes out of my mouth after a good word and a negative word because I'm even. I'm good and evil. I know who I am. Do you not know who you are? This is not about good and evil. We fought that battle when Jesus died on the cross between a good man being between two evil. It was already outweighed. Bad was already outweighing good, but the good snuck in on it like it was the light that it was and it wasn't comprehended by the world. And it ended up taking both of the evils away from the world, which was murderers and thieves. I have no reason to come against you because you are a murderer and you are a thief. The universe will do it for me. Every lie that you tell, and I'm so sad, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start crying now because... This hurts me because my little brother, so she says it's my little brother, and my little sister, so she says it's my little sister, are going to have to suffer because they will not have their mother. They don't have their father, which I'm hearing that the brother is the father, so maybe they will. I don't know, but hmm, it's a whole lot of lies, y'all, that has been going on in these people's lives that need, these are church people the mighty clouds of joy. I cannot believe that somebody on the news has not contacted me yet about how ratchet my father was. People had to get drunk and high just to come to the service. And the only people who was at his service was his sister, sisters and brothers and nieces and, and children. And a few friends sent messages and a few friends came but nobody from my stepmother's family because Dwight had told my sister Denise back in January that Liz was trying to get my daddy to move to North Carolina and my daddy didn't want to leave his house in Texas so I guess she said that's where you'll die at then 
and she devised a plan. And in January, she ended up leaving the house with my little brother going to North Carolina to live or to buy a house. Hmm, Liz, you've been doing some dirty stuff, girl, some underhanded stuff. So out of the blue, Dwight calls my sister Denise and tells my sister Denise, your daddy called me and said they're trying to make him move to North Carolina. He don't want to go and leave his home in Texas. Denise, you need to call your daddy and go get your daddy because if you don't go get your daddy, they're going to kill your daddy, Denise. And what is that? Five months, God? Six months? My daddy's now dead? After somebody called my sister? Oh, now don't think we ain't ready to take lie detector tests. Because my sister Denise said she would be glad to take a lie detector test. And she has a phone record of this man calling her. And how long they talked on the phone records. I am so glad that God is moving in my family right now. And that I'm giving God the glory. No matter my brother calling me schizophrenic, bipolar, talking about bipolar, schizophrenic, real. Well, not knowing God is real when you're standing on a pulpit and you got to all to get somebody. And you're standing up preaching to people all your life. Ever since the all happening, you know you got an art against me because you called me all those names in the family chat after I asked you, you all for an autopsy on my daddy's body because I believed in foul play after Liz Hart kicked me the first time, three, two, three times. The first time she hugged me and I pulled her away, looked in the eyes of her soul and said, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me and held her closely again. And today, let us go down that aisle. And I looked at my daddy again and he did not look like my daddy laying in that goddamn casket. Because Liz had just sent me a picture of my daddy. And that man laying in that castle looked nothing like my daddy. Maybe because he was cremated. So when was the body cremated? Because the order on the death certificate says July the 31st it was given. I called the lady at the funeral home. And I, I said, hello, ma'am. My name is Kamala Wallace. How are you doing? She said, fine. I said, I'm Richard Wallace's daughter. You all had his body there. I want to know why did y'all burn my daddy's body? She said, the wife told her to cremate immediately. I said, ma'am, my dad had already had his service and stuff, you know, planned in the future. He had already paid for everything. He was supposed to be lying in state at a mausoleum in Augusta, Georgia, where, where, where I'm from, where my mother's from. And my daddy was from Texas, which he was trying to buy up Texas. But daddy wanted to be buried at home with me and my mother, not Elizabeth. He didn't want to be burned. So my sister calls her after we get the death certificate and I find out that uh, she didn't cremated daddy. I called Denise and tell Denise and Denise is crying and she's upset. I say, I think you need to call Carol. So she gets Carol on the phone and she tells Carol, Carol. She, Carol asks her, can I ask, can you tell me who told you that? And so Denise said, well, let me hang up the phone and call you right back. I'm going to call him and ask him, can I tell you who, who said it? So Denise calls me back and she said, Cam, can I tell her? I said, yes, you could tell her that I said it. I'm his daughter. And so she called back and she said, Carol, we tried to get her back. By that time, she had to call Liz and said, Liz, I had just talked to you two days ago and asked you when you was going to take my daddy body to Augusta so that we could have the service in Augusta. And you told me that you haven't took it yet and you would let me know when you take it. But now I'm finding out that you done cremated my daddy. Why would you cremate my daddy and you know that my daddy was a legend and you know what he wanted in his life? And she said, it ain't none of your business. So by this time, me and Denise is calling her back, Carol back on the phone. 
and Carol's telling me what she said. And I'm telling them they need to call Adrian because Adrian still is believing that I'm bipolar and I'm schizophrenic and the devil using me and sending me all these scriptures about being humble and all this stuff. Because I'm telling them that these people done did something unhanded with my daddy because God has taught me how to discern the truth. Now, my brother can't discern the truth because he's standing on a pulpit telling people that God is love. But yet and still, he didn't call his sister out of all these names and then shut down on his sister, blocked his sister and done all of these things because he says that I'm walking in the lie. Because it's something he hasn't experienced. So he'll rather stand on God's pulpit and mock the pulpit of God while you got an art against somebody trying to tell other people how to live their life, but you can't live your life correctly. I call technical foul on my brother in the earth on God's pulpit. I call technical foul on Christine Wallace Monroe, LaVita Wallace Page, and Lithia Wallace and Joseph Wallace. I call technical fouls on all of my family members who have stood on the pulpit of God and mocked the pulpit of God. I call a technical foul from the first day that you did it until now. And I ask that the universe deal with you treacherously as you dealt with the word. May my words always be life. May they be edified and may the universe Approve them as truth because I have no reason to lie. For Elizabeth Wallace or Chambers, the, 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 the spouse, or Elizabeth Wallace, the spouse, who reported that my dad died, how can my dad been survived by Elizabeth Chambers, but yet his wife informed the government and she was a different person, Elizabeth Wallace. Am I dealing with a bipolar or schizophrenic person when I ask this question? Because the death certificate has two different Elizabeths. Because I used to see a smiling face. And I've got text messages of how much she loved my dad. And I've got a final picture of my father. And final words. And I've got a final recording from my father. And I was the one that my father called two years ago when I guess he must have thought something was going on. And my father had me to call his lawyer, his attorney. He had me to call his attorney with him. And this, my father said, this is my daughter. This is my daughter. If anything, you can speak to my daughter. So there again, my dad is coming to me as an executor of his estate. Then about two and a half to three years ago, no more than five, when Elizabeth had to get the job, my dad again called me with financial difficulties. And he said, Cam, I got to sell some of this land. I said, no, you don't. I said, Daddy, I have a friend that I do his hair. His name is Tony Tut. And I said, Tony is a very good businessman. And I've learned a lot of things from him over the years. I said, Tony goes around and looks for land that he can rent or lease to grow crops on. I said, why don't you rent or lease your land to people who need you to have, uh, have land, but they have none, but they need your location. Rent it so that you can lease it or get financial stability. Well, two years ago, out of the blue, no explanation, I get a call from my dad, happy baby, go to Walmart, daddy put you some money at Walmart. 
So I said, okay, daddy, I get to Walmart. There's $900 waiting on me. I never asked my dad where it came from. I assumed it came from my sister who passed away named Kimberly because my dad had a book that he had all of our social security numbers and information in in case anything happened. As I'm telling you, the same way they told you on that video, that fake service that my dad was about his business, he was about his business. So I was thinking that my sister died and he sent us some money because my sister died. But I learned standing around the pool when I questioned my stepmother that that was not true, that my dad did follow my advice and leased the property, but she used the word sold standing around the pool in front of everybody. I said, well, what about my daddy's thousand acres that he had in, in Texas when I was 14 as a little girl? Oh, that was only 500, baby, and we sold that. You don't remember two years ago? She'd been planning this for two years, y'all. You don't remember two years ago? We sent y'all all $1,000, and me and my sister said, oh, I only got 900. She said, I only got 900, too. So she said, oh, okay, yeah, well, we sent y'all that, and that was all we had for y'all, baby. We sold that land and we've spent all that money since then. It's all gone. And, um, you know, your dad was so giving in your lifetime and he didn't really gave y'all enough in y'all lifetime. Everything else that's left, baby, is for me. I was like, oh, Lord, I get it now. I get it. She knows some stuff we don't know because she was his wife. So my sister calls her after the service, after the funeral a couple of, of weeks ago. And she says that she's talking to her and she asks her, she said she calls her Ma Liz. She said, Ma Liz, whatever happened to the um, the prenuptial agreement that you signed when you was living with my daddy when you was underage? And she said, oh, that wasn't a prenuptial agreement, baby. That was a power of attorney. He gave me a power of attorney. Ooh, this girl got so many lies. I can't wait for comprehension, discernment and truth to to, to look at my family, y'all. I am so glad that we are in the fire right now because when my dad died, I asked God, I said, God, what does this mean for his children? He said, right now, y'all in the lake of fire and everybody ain't coming out. That's what God told me. I got a video on Facebook. That's what God told me. I got a video on Facebook to back everything that I'm saying, y'all. I've been documenting for years because I knew this day would come when the devil would try to steal from me what is rightfully mine. But you know what God told me? He said, Cam, when you remember me, I'll remember you. And what is rightfully yours, you can have it. Somebody told me the other day when it all boiled down, Cam Wallace, you're going to be the only child that this man really had. I don't know about that because some of them look like me. Some of them have my toes. But they don't, none, of, none of them don't act like me. And now I'm thinking even my little sister, who I looked up to so much, God, which is so sad. I mean, I love my little sister like I ain't never because I wanted to be a best little sister, big sister that I could be because I always felt like my big sister, D used my dad against me. And this is what I have told her in my lifetime. I felt like my big sister used my dad against me, but I tried not to be that kind of sister to Antoinetta. I tried to contact her as often as I thought about her. And it wasn't much because we didn't know each other, but I thought about her because I knew what she had gone through. Dee went through it, I went through it. I know what it's like to live in the house with my father. I know what it's like to be scared when nighttime comes. 
I remember calling my dad and my stepmother. Now he would answer the phone so happy when they lived in Augusta, Georgia. I said, hey, daddy, what you doing? I just was thinking about you. Oh, nothing. Me and Liz and Antoinette in the bathtub. And I said, daddy, you taking a bath with your little girl and your wife? Elizabeth allowed the same things to happen to them children that she went through. And it is so wrong. It is so wrong. I was the only child not at the wedding because I was opposed of everything. I kept saying, Daddy, this ain't right, Daddy. This going to get you caught up. And look at the hands that you live by. The way that you live will always be the way that you die. Look at my daddy's last moments. They didn't burnt my daddy so that they think that they can't hide chemical evidence. You could still take the ashes and get chemical evidence. According to science, I'm a smart woman. I don't have to fight these people in a physical world. I'm using my words because the word is God. These people have been in church all their life. Even the way she dressed coming to the funeral didn't even show she was grieving. It looked like she wore a, fade, a faded out hot pink dress that looked like it had faded and became coral. She put no care in anything that she did for herself. She put no care in anything that she did for him. And everything shows. It all showed. She gave us the cheapest stuff that she could find because she knew that everything had already been paid for. She put on a show for his family, and I give her the applause. I applaud them for the show that they put on. So now I'm going to change this in the final few seconds of me speaking on this particular medium. I'm going to change the atmosphere. And I'm going to say, Holy Spirit of the living God, the comforter that Jesus said would come, the one who came to the earth thousands and thousands of years ago to lead us and to guide us into all truth. I ask that you illuminate your light on this situation for these heathens in your earth, for these backstabbers and backsliders, for these snake slithering bitten tongues. 